We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for August 4th, 2013. And today we have an extremely large study, and um, 32 pages, uh, a lot of different really super important subjects we're covering. Some of the stuff uh, most likely you've never heard, um, super mega important information, and um, so we're going to get pretty much right into it. And before we, we go forward, I'm just going to read some, some Bible verses to kind of set the tone for, you know, the study. And uh, thank you for all the people that have prayed, um, some even fasted for us, regarding the death threats that we received from that one particular uh, high-level witch, pagan, occultist, Crowleyan uh, witch. And nothing happened, praise God. And um, I would not have wanted to be on the receiving end of what might have happened to her, particularly if she tried to astral project here. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't advise it, but I don't know. I haven't heard. only had that one email from her, and I pray if it be possible that her soul be saved. I really do. I don't want to see her go to hell. Um, but, you know, she was, uh, very, uh, bent on our destruction, evidently, as I'm sure a lot of Satanists are, and, uh, the, the gloves are really starting to come off, and we're going to be examining that subject today in depth from a spiritual standpoint. The information anymore is to so totally almost insane that I can't even believe what I'm reading half the time. And um, it's important to stay grounded and rooted in the Word of God because if you don't do that, you're, you're just, your faith will fail if you don't stay grounded and rooted in the Word of God. It's very, very important to, uh, you know, hide the Word of God in your heart and to memorize it and to think on those things and to quote Scripture particularly in times of darkness, or if you're confronted with evil. And again, that's why it's called the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. It's a literal weapon. And to put on the full armor of God every day. And, you know, just certain things that, I you know, I've covered a lot of this in times past, but these are some verses that kind of pertain um, to this subject. Isaiah 54, 17, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. So this is our heritage as born-again Christians. So that's a very encouraging verse. Uh, Psalm 149, verses 6 through 9. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth, and a two-edged sword in their hand. And, obviously, our primary mode of weaponry is the sword of the Spirit. Um, whereas the Bible talks about, it's not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh a rock in pieces, according to Jeremiah. So, and then it goes on to say, to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people. 
I think those days are going to be coming. I think wickedness is at such a high level, and it's just stacking up like cordwood, and like a stench in God's nostrils, to the point where there's going to come a time when God starts literally judging this wickedness, and judging the lukewarm Christians, because they've done really nothing to stem the tide, if nothing, they've done everything to enable the tide of wickedness. I'm not indicting my listeners, I'm talking about lukewarm Christians in general, uh, that don't really believe in this concept of spiritual warfare, and, and, and the coming battle that that of evil that we're engaged in right now, and is increasing, and it's all biblical, the Bible predicted it was going to be this way, in the end times, meaning Revelation, Daniel, uh, so... To, to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. And uh, we'll talk about a little bit about that today with the binding and loosing of wicked spirits, that type of thing. And then it goes on to say, to execute upon them judgment written, this honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. It says, this honor have all his saints. Well, what's the honor? Well, high praises of God in their mouth, two-edged sword in their hand. Remember, we battle not against flesh and blood, but against princes and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places, these types of things. So, so in, in today's modern-day um, biblical New Testament Christianity, the, our, our, our battle is primarily a spiritual one. So the two-edged sword in their hand, really, I really would believe in today's modern New Testament way, more of a uh, the sword of the Spirit, literally. And then also to execute vengeance upon the heathen. That's one of the honors that have all of the saints. Hmm. Executing vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people to bind the, their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. Would, could these be the princes and the principalities and those types of things that the Bible talks about? In Ephesians 6? Hmm, I think so. Uh, to execute upon them judgment written, this honor have all he says. And this is a big reason why I did that in precatory prayer teaching. Uh, Christian's door of hope, if you don't know what that is, just key in prayer in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com and you'll see the one on imprecatory prayers, which isn't something that's very much taught anymore, but it is important. And then Second Chronicles 20, 22 and when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten, meaning they were killed. When, when did it happen? When they began to sing and praise the Lord. That's when God set ambushments. He ambushed them. God did it against the, basically the wicked pagan races of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. He's the same today, yesterday, and forever, right? He says, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Call upon me and I'll answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. That's in Isaiah 32 and 33, those last two verses I just went over. So that's a very interesting concept. Singing, praising God, worshiping God in literally the face of evil. That's set in your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ, which is always biblical. Second Chronicles 
then 2017 says, Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. I always love this verse. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And in this particular case, they didn't even need to fight. God literally smote them. And that was in verse 22, when they began to sing in praise. So that's pretty amazing. Let's go further. Isaiah 41.10 Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with thy right hand of my righteousness. Job 31.3 Is not destruction to the wicked and a strange punishment to the workers of iniquity? And then Job 34.22 There is no darkness nor shadow of death where the workers of iniquity may hide themselves. So no matter what they boast themselves of now, the only thing they've really got to look forward to is then hell in the lake of fire. Now, I pray that it would be possible their souls be saved, but obviously most of them aren't. Because narrow is, is the way which leadeth to life eternal, and few there be that find it. So, but not to say we shouldn't pray for their salvation. Anyway, let's go further. Let's go actually get into the teaching here. What From the... First two things I'm covering, a couple videos we're going to be going over. I think they do a better job than I could probably do covering the subject. The first one is entitled, Do the four recent Al-Qaeda prison breaks in the Middle East have anything at all to do with the closings of the U.S. embassies across the Middle East and U.S. nuclear terror drills now happening in America? Now, I wasn't aware that there were four Al-Qaeda prison breaks in the Middle East leading up to these embassy closures. It hasn't been on the news, but it has been on alternative media, and I mean like, not like what a lot of people would consider fringe alternative, like more mainstream alternative. A major terror plot is underway, and a team to carry it out has been selected and is in place according to CBS News. I mean, that's mainstream news. And I understand this is what they're telling us, and this is obviously the lamestream news. Um, but again, it's a satanic principle, and we're going to be talking about this today. It's a principle of the Kabbalah that you always warn your enemy of his impending doom prior to implementing whatever thing you're going to try to do to bring about his demise. We're going to be talking about that today, actually, more toward the end, a little bit more in depth, but. Again, they're saying that this, in, uh, the, the, these closures, I believe, started happening um, today, Sunday. And I, this has something to do with it also being near the end of Ramadan. Uh, that religion of peace is, is um, the Muslims are up in arms. And so a major terror plot is underway and a team to carry it out has been selected and is in place according to CBS News. While there's no other other information, CBS reports that it is the most specific, credible threat data in years. It's the front page news on Drudge, it's the front page news on CNN right now. So I wanted to at least cover this. I'm going to go ahead and play this video here, which um, I think does a pretty good job summarizing all this. It's about seven minutes. U.S. embassies across the Middle East to shut down on Sunday, August 4th. That's today. Four mass prison breaks in the last two weeks as well in the Middle East. 
Iraqi security forces locked down areas around the infamous Abu Ghraib prison and another high-security detention facility on the outskirts of the city as well. They did this to hunt for hundreds of escaped inmates, including some of al-Qaeda's top militants. After daring insurgents assault, assault, excuse me, after a daring insurgent assault set hundreds of detainees free. Now al-Qaeda has since claimed responsibility for the jailbreak. And the carefully orchestrated late-night attacks killed dozens on Sunday night. Explosions late on Sunday in the eastern Libyan city of Benghazi damaged judicial buildings and injured at least... A, a thousand prisoners escape during this one alone. She went over a couple. Now the separate news report is going over more. I mean, these... And a lot of these guys are the worst of the worst of the worst Muslim terrorists that were in jail for a reason. So... That's pretty significant, considering, you know, they believe that that if they die in the service of Allah, they're going to get their 72 virgins and white-skinned boys in paradise. Yeah, a lot of times they don't throw in the old white-skinned boys, but that's part of the deal, too. That's pretty disturbing. And so, um, this is what these guys are geared up for. They believe that they're coming a weighted savior. And I understand there's the Sunni and the Shia and there's different belief systems there. But the Imam Mahdi, or the 13th Imam, their awaited Muslim savior can only come upon the scene through massive bloodshed. There's been a lot more talk of that. I would have included that in this teaching, but I couldn't even fit it in there about the coming awaited Imam. And, and, and this all ties into World War III and going against... Israel, and so um, <laughs> we've got massive prison breaks in the Middle East right now that none of this is mainstream. The, this is like European news and RT and things like that, but none of this has been on the, the U.S. that I've seen, and this is why they're all foreign news feeds. And people, the blast came after Libyan authorities said they had recaptured around 100 of the 1,200 inmates who escaped from the city. They captured about 100? Of the 1,200 inmates that escaped? Well, hey, that's only 1,100 that got away. I mean, that's not that big of a deal, right? Al-Qafia prison on Saturday. The jailbreak came amid turmoil throughout the country. The flames engulfed... Okay, now this is another one um, in Indonesia. I think we've already been through two or three, three or four countries already. This is another separate jailbreak in Indonesia. Spreading all across the complex and raging through the night. Violent skirmishes between police and prisoners led to a number of casualties and injuries. This is Some BBC News. escaped during the chaos, including a group convicted on terror charges. Dozens of heavily armed Taliban militants storming a prison. Okay, this is Pakistan now. Pakistan. This is Fox News. I, 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 there is one. That last one was BBC. This was Fox. But again, it hasn't been like... I'm always checking the news, you know, the, the mainstream news, just to see what they're saying. And I hadn't seen this, so it's been something that's been kind of suppressed. But this is Pakistan, Pakistan prison break, Taliban frees 250 dangerous inmates. I mean, all this is happening pretty much at the same time in the last two weeks. And now we have all these embassies being shut down. We have all this chatter from, you know, the mainstream Talking head media outlets, ooh boy, I'm telling you that we could be right on the cusp of something really big here. In Pakistan, freeing more than 250 prisoners, 25 of them known to be among the most dangerous terrorists. 
Now, that follows a rash of other recent prison breaks in the Middle East, including hundreds who were busted out of the infamous Abu Ghraib prison in Iraq and more than a 1,000 inmates who escaped a prison in Benghazi, Libya. U.S. embassies to shut down due to al-Qaeda terror threat. No wonder. Uh, late today, an ominous announcement by the State Department. Without giving details, it said it's ordering some U.S. embassies and consulates uh, in various places in the world to close on Sunday because of a security threat. U.S. intelligence has picked up signs of an al-Qaeda plot against American diplomatic outposts in the Middle East and in other Muslim countries. Says the evidence is overwhelming that President Obama is now personally the global head of Al Qaeda. See, folks, the evidence is just overwhelming. So this is some lady, Rachel Maddow or something, I guess, and she's calling out Alex Jones because. But the the fact remains is that it the CIA started Al Qaeda. That's why they call it Al Qaeda, essentially. And but somebody like this, some talking head devil Illuminati figurehead is only going to try to basically, you know... Now, I'm not defending Jones. There's huge problems there, and I've went over that in the past. But um, regarding this documentation on the, the uh, CIA f- forming Al-Qaeda, I mean, it's not his documentation. It's just out there. It's available. It's verifiable. And but somebody like this is just going to basically say, "Oh, there's no truth to this. He's a he's a nutcase, an idiot, and all these other things." So, anyway, to spell it out for you, are you blind? Well, no one is more blind than those who refuse to see. Now, this is a story from Prison Planet, but this is also okay. Now, this is Alex Jones's website, and this is one of his lead reporters here, and it's entitled "Pentagon Has Awarded Contracts to Al Qaeda in Afghanistan." Um, and it goes on to say, I'm deeply troubled that the U.S. military can pursue, attack, and even kill terrorists and their supporters, but that some in the U.S. government believe we cannot prevent these same people from receiving a government contract. Okay, we work with them. We helped form Al-Qaeda. We are, are granted, these people are serious. The Muslims, and I've documented that over and over, their agenda is real. They do want total annihilation of Israel, of, of the Jews. They want total annihilation of all infidels who are non-believers in Islam unless you either convert or die. That's their ultimate goal. Their ultimate goal is Sharia law for the whole planet. And I, I went over that over and over again. So they're very useful in the agenda of the New World Order. Because, remember, their motto, the 33rd degree motto of the uh, uh, Scottish Rite Freemason, Ordo Ab Cal, in Latin, which means order out of chaos. They're using them, they're inciting them, okay, they're doing things, it's, it's like a hornet's nest, and they're, and they're prodding them by a lot of the, the, the war crimes that have been committed in the Middle East, and, and the uh, depleted uranium that they've left there, and the deformed babies, and the, and the killing, and, and so we've done a lot in the stealing of the oil, and you could go on and on and on about all that. So we've done a lot to prod them and to make them hate our guts, particularly America. They already hated Israel. And so now they're, they're going to be using this controlled crisis to bring about a controlled um, outcome. Their order out of chaos, bringing the end of the old world order and bringing ushering in the new world order through, I believe, primarily what we're seeing now in its kind of its early stages. This literally could be... Um, move into World War III. 
as I've said before, we've toppled all of the puppet dictators in a lot of the Middle Eastern countries, went over that uh, in depth in many other teachings, and a lot of these guys were not near as radical as far as Islam goes as what has been installed in its place. Now we have a much more radicalized Islamic um, leadership in these countries that will all be united against Israel. And we're going to talk about that more. And this is going to be the linchpin for World War III. And this may be the actual straw that broke the camel's back, what we're talking about right now. And here we are, Pentagon awarding contracts to Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. <laughs> I've went over this over and over, how we supply their troops. I, I did that, that the uh, not too long ago, where that boat, that gigantic uh, barge split in half that was literally taking all, I mean, it was purely for the, um, the radical Islamic element that was in, in Syria. And the whole, and it literally split in half. And it had never happened. And it sh I showed you the boat, I showed you the pictures. Um, a container ship with all of these arms and supplies that are going directly to the most radical Islamic Muslim elements in um, Syria. So, anyway, let's go further. From Bloomberg. Here we have Bloomberg quoting an inspector general of the U.S. government saying, even though these people are terrorists, we can't stop them from getting a government contract. Tonight, we turn to a developing story about terror threats against Americans. Word tonight that every American embassy across the Muslim world has been ordered to close this coming Sunday, August 4th. There is a new and mysterious security concern. Another story still developing out of D.C. tonight. Word that the State Department will order U.S. embassies in dozens of different cities shut down, primarily in the Middle East, and on this coming Sunday. We're going to show you something tonight that receives very little attention. Uh, not many people are even aware of the extent of the issue we're going to uh, discuss with you here tonight. Uh, the, the president turns 52 Sunday, and we want to wish uh, President Obama a uh, happy birthday. Uh, there's been some early celebration. They're saying that this these these terror attacks might be tied in with the with the fact of I guess today being Obama's uh, birthday, the birthday of the snake. So um, here we have a Muslim guy blowing. I mean, this is a gigantic explosion here, and it gives the I believe it gives the city. Uh, this just happened, and he's in the background muttering all of his Allah Akbar garbage. And and um, being a good you know zealot for Islam. It looks like a nuclear bomb going off. I, I mean, it's that big. It looks like a small suitcase nuke. It is giant. And when you see it in relation to the city, you're not going to believe how big this explosion is. You can watch this. You can go up and, and watch this um, as well. I, I provide the link. He must have been the one, or at least part of the ones, that plotted to do this actual explosion because he was filming it when it happened and he's praising Allah while it's happening. There's another explosion next to it. I mean, big. Syrian capital of Homs, August 1st, 2013, when this bomb, or series of bombs went off. 
New documents released August 1st show Queen Elizabeth XI had a speech prepared. And uh, we are getting our first second, look at a sorry. stunning speech written for Queen Elizabeth 30 years ago. It was prepared in case of a nuclear war. The speech was revealed yesterday in declassified... Civil servants prepared Queen's speech for outbreak of World War III. And all of a sudden this is coming out to you know in the last few days. Why was this news released today about nuclear war? And it looked literally, that bomb that went off, it looked like a suitcase nuke or something, or a dirty, like, dirty suitcase nuke. And there's been, been tons of those that have been either stolen or bought in, in these types of things. So um, here we have this now with uh, Queen Elizabeth. British government document. Okay, so now nuclear terror attack drill begins August 1st in Indiana involving 5,000 military members across the country in a large-scale exercise lasting for two weeks. And here we see footage of this. It is a training exercise for members of the military, including members of the Indiana National Guard. A nuclear terrorist attack has struck the city of Columbus, Ohio. And the backdrop for the scenario is as close to the real thing as it gets. Is the government preparing for something big? Well, obviously they are. Meanwhile, a Middle Eastern war is emerging. Turmoil and uncertainty in the Middle East. Uh, and that's really the basis now as we look at to peace talks resuming in Washington between Israel and the Palestinians after many years they got together. But some Mideast observers are saying it's the turmoil from the unrest in Egypt to Syria's brutal civil war that could finally give peace a chance when you have this much unrest and violence in an area, the Middle East. It wouldn't be in Israel's best interest not to step forward. It's a good opportunity for Iran to step back in and supply Hamas as it has in the past with weapons and finance to pose a threat on Israel's southern border uh, in case Israel's looking at a possible military strike against Iran's nuclear weapons program. You, you, you cannot have peace when the one side is absolutely totally bent on your annihilation and destruction, as Yasser Arafat said, to drive every uh, Israeli man, woman, child into the sea. You can't have peace. I mean, it's such a bunch of garbage to even go to the table and try to deal with these people. As I said, every time they've ever given up land for peace, all they do is move their rockets in closer so they can get a better bead on innocent Israeli citizens. That's all they've ever done. I'm not saying Israel is some puritanical, pure country that can do no wrong, like John Hagee would say, or anything like that. I'm not saying they don't have wicked leadership at the, at the top of them. I'm not saying God's judgment is not going to happen, and we're going to look at that today. Okay, but I'm trying to have biblical balance here at the same time and not throw the baby out with the bathwater and just say that, you know, God's done with Israel and, and they're going to be annihilated. And there's no Bible for that. I mean, the Bible is very clear on that particular subject. And I've got into that over and over again. And you look in the book of Zechariah and, um, you know, Revelation Daniel to, to know that. So anyway, let's continue. So I think that uh, the fact is that uh, that Israel could uh, could make a lot of progress with the Palestinians. It wouldn't change the strategic balance in the region at all. Syria would still be in civil war. Egypt would still be in deep trouble. Libya would still be disintegrating. And Iran would, day by day, still be getting closer to nuclear weapons. As the U.S. begins to wind down the war in Afghanistan, some members of Congress are advocating direct action to stop the bloodbath in Syria. 
1,500 paratroopers dropped out of the night sky from an altitude of just 800 feet, bringing with them nearly 190,000 pounds of equipment. They were the first of some 4,000 soldiers from the 82nd Airborne Division parachuting into an exercise designed in part to prepare for the worst in Syria. Biblical prophecy unfolding is what then the caption was. Now they show a guy going down the road, and I forget what this series was called, but this kid's on the roof and he's seen a nuclear blast go off in Denver, I believe. It was a, it was a series, and it was basically an EMP that ended up happening. Not only were the cities nuked, but it was an EMP, and all the um, power was totally shut off which is what an EMP would do, particularly if, was, if a nuclear warhead was detonated over America. And um, there's been a lot of threat of that happening as well, which is a whole other can of worms. So, let's go f- from this one then to the next video, which is called Purge, which is a... This was the winner of the uh, InfoWars um, Paul Revere thing. And I liked it because... It was pretty broad in its scope, and it, prevent, it presented a pretty good broad perspective of how things could go down regarding becoming martial law. And um, it's a fictional narrative, really not too much fictional, but the Department of Homeland Security has been infiltrated at the top levels by foreign globalists who are preparing to implode the global economy to consolidate the world's assets for themselves. They know that the U.S. military veterans, Christians, gun owners, and pro-constitutionalists will not allow America to fall without a fight, so a purge of these citizens has been ordered and is underway. The DHS has begun to conduct psychological evaluations throughout the agency to determine who will be loyal to the purge agenda and to discharge those who will not be loyal. So I'm going to go ahead and cue this up. Okay, so we start out here where they're at this federal building, and uh, we see a lady walking down the hall, and it says Department of Homeland Security Headquarters, FEMA Region Number 9, and she's going to this meeting that you're going to be overhearing. You've all read the updates from the last two weeks. Now I'm here to tell you the time is critical. The Department of Homeland Security has determined that now is the time to implement... They're in a room, and on the outside, it's, it's, it's labeled psychological evaluation. So they're literally evaluating psychologically the people in Homeland Security to see where their allegiances lie. And this guy that's giving the presentation is some type of, I believe, foreign operative. And um, so he's, he's giving like this PowerPoint projector presentation, engaging the reaction of the people... Uh, the Homeland Security workers that are there watching. And you'll hear them commenting, and you'll hear him as the main speaker, the, the bad guy. ...in action to suppress the activities of right-wing extremists. The economic and political environment in which these extremists thrive is becoming more volatile. It's apparent that the world has entered into a currency crisis and trade disputes that could actually lead to civil unrest and armed conflict. Now, these are environments in which our enemies, both foreign and domestic, thrive. We're not going to let that happen. It's no secret that the DHS recently purchased over 2 billion rounds of ammunition. We're going to continue to purchase ammunition to keep it off the open market. This prevents these extremists from getting ammunition in their hands. Additionally, we purchased... That, the extremists are people like you and I, and pro-constitutional, pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, 
Christian, you know, returning veterans. We're the extreme. We're the enemy now. And this is true. We are the main enemy. Whereas Muslims get all kind of preferential treatment. Homosexuals get all kind of preferential treatment. Any kind of debased evil, either religion or lifestyle, is absolutely 100% protected and, and blessed by this wicked government. And again, woe to them that call evil good and good evil, as the Bible says. 7,000 assault weapons. These weapons will be issued to newly formed FEMA Youth Corps brigades. As we FEMA Youth Corps brigades. Well, it's exactly what Hitler did. He had the Hitler Youth. And they were some of the most ruthless little devils that he had at his disposal. And I mean, you know, I'm sorry to call them that, but they pretty much were demon-possessed devils. And they've observed that uh, boys at that age, in that age range, could actually be more, um, more cold-blooded killers if they were trained right than grown men could be. And, you know, unfortunately that's the case. Receive threat level assessments. These brigades will be deployed into combat areas using 2,700 war wagons that were specifically designed for this purpose. Now, in the past, extremists were easy to identify. They were skinheads, KKK members, radical political ideologists. Well, now it's becoming a little more difficult. This group includes anti-abortionists, pro-constitutionalists, believers in biblical end times, gun owners, and most importantly, military veterans. So, so those are the enemies, and now the people in the, in the audience are reacting in like, kind of like whore, most of them. I really wish it was this way, but I don't, I don't think it is. I think they've already screened their people before they ever got employment within Homeland Security, you know, and I think that they've pretty much screened most of these types of people out, and I doubt they would be this vocal if they were actually working at that wicked, evil, you know, governmental um, institution. Excuse me, but uh, military veterans are not extremists. Pro-Constitution? Every American should be pro-Constitution. I mean, the Constitution is the written law of the land. We've all sworn an oath to protect it. And believers in the end times? That's like every Christian in America. That's millions and millions of people. And they're good people. Okay, so he talks in German, because he's some foreign operative, to this guy next to him, to his little lackey, and he says, write their ID numbers and what they said while they still remain in the room. <laughs> you got to love Big Brother. Now look, you may not think that these people are extremists, but we've been monitoring their activity. We've been looking at internet traffic, cell phone use, and financial transactions. All this information is being sent to the Threat Fusion Center. The Department of Justice, Department of Homeland Security, the FBI, and other federal agencies have determined that these people pose a real threat. Now, effective immediately, all DHS agents will be required to undergo firearms desensitivity training using these new targets. The elderly, children, pregnant women, gun owners, and especially military veterans will all be among the extremists that we're going... Now, the, see, the, what I love about this video, and I believe the reason it probably won this award, is that they tie in so many things like that, you know, alternative media... And, and like I have reported on. You remember when we, we went over the, the new targets they got out? The desensitization targets where it's pregnant women with guns, children with guns, like elderly people with guns. And that's your new target. That's your new threat. 
And he's saying all DHS members will now immediately be required to actually undergo this desensitization training and then train on these targets. I mean, total insanity. Now the people are really like, what's going on here in the room? To encounter. An additional asset that's been made available to DHS has been the use of drones. These drones will be outfitted for surveillance. But as threat levels increase and the need arises, they will be set up for military strikes. So, okay, we got the drones now, which we've talked about a lot, and so they're going to be set up for surveillance, but then they're, they're going to be outfitted when, once, um, once things start going down. They're going to be outfitted for military applications. They're going to be outfitted to launch a Hellfire missile into your front door and, um, you know, annihilate whole, uh, you know, uh, enclaves of, of resistors. Um, so this is what they're going to be designed for. This is treason. So he speaks in German to his lackey again. He says, I think we better expedite this. <laughs> so the guy, I love this, the guy knows German, okay? And he says, the guy in the crowd says, speaking in German does not mask your guilt. So he can hear what he's saying. He says, your attitude is not appreciated. <laughs> he says, do what you do best. So he's trying to justify himself and says, the bad guy says, some of us learn through schooling, others of us learn through experience. He said it's your funeral. Agent Stein, thank you for your time today. Please continue the evaluation in the next room. He reaches into his into his thing. I don't know if he's got a gun in there. I don't know, but he, they make him... He says Americans, Americans are not as weak as you like to believe, he says to the bad guys. He exits the room. You say that economic problems have already begun and that real wars and civil unrest would be the end result. Now, in the fog of war, who's to say who was violent first? I didn't say we were having economic problems. <laughs> yes, you did. It's a liar. You said that we're currently in a currency crisis and trade wars, and that would lead to real wars and civil unrest. I didn't say that. You said that. You started today saying... Okay, okay. So in other words, this is a classic bait-and-switch what the Illuminati does best. They come out and basically will tell you sometimes their agenda, and then when you call them on it and say, yeah, you just said this, they'll say, no, we didn't say that. It's the, it's the classic trait of a pathological liar. If you've ever been around a pathological liar, and, and let's face it, Satan's the father of lies, that's what they do. I mean, you could have heard it out of their mouth ten seconds earlier, and then when you call them on it, they'll deny they ever said it. Because they have no conscience. No, that this is caused by the extremists hoarding gold, silver, and food. So this is all our fault. All of this stuff that they're preparing for, the buying of the two billion rounds of bullets and preparing to annihilate all Americans and put them in concentration camps, it's all our fault because we've been hoarding silver, gold, and food and been preparing for the coming um, purge and culling and that's our fault. I mean, we're 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 the ones to blame. Classic, you know, 
the pot calling the kettle black. It's also because of their racism. Agent Walker, next room. So, it's because of our racism, too. So, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's just like having Satan up there trying to to bring you to task. This guy, he does a good job of of it. What are you doing? Getting some real intelligence. Get out. He was reading an InfoWars magazine. So now three now, people are gone. This does get more urgent. Our preparations for the purge have to be expedited. We received a request from the Federal Reserve that the Department of Treasury, with the assistance of DHS, be authorized to confiscate all gold and silver being held in safe deposit boxes in banks throughout the country. Oh, you better you better believe that. Anything you have in a bank, it's gone. If 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 you let this banking holiday happened that he's going to talk about here. And I've warned about this. Basically, every single thing this guy's going over, I've already done teachings on it multiple times. But anything you have in paper, okay, pension, IRA, I don't care, stocks, whatever, bonds, anything that you have in paper, you can just pretty much kiss it goodbye if this stuff goes down and you haven't cashed out of that stuff. Anything you have in a bank, Kiss it goodbye. Um, I'm not saying that 100% you would lose every single thing, but you you need to act as though that would be the case, essentially. Uh, better to err on the side of safety. This has already begun. Furthermore, in order to disable cyber attacks, to alleviate a toxic derivative market, and to starve out our political adversaries... The federal government is prepared to heavily tax all 401ks, all savings accounts, all pensions, and all Social Security, especially those military veterans. Now, a possible shutdown of the entire banking system may be required. That's coming. Of course people are going to become violent. You're stealing their money. When my Aunt Gertrude finds out that you're going to yank her pension and cut off her Social Security... You're going to need all that ammo and all those tanks. Tortelli. How dare you do this to veterans who serve their country faithfully, only to be backstabbed by a bunch of ivory tower bureaucrats committing treason. Is that what you think this is, Agent Tortelli? Bureaucrats committing treason? You want to know treason? what this is? I'll tell you what this is. The DHS has become a Gestapo. The Nazi SS. Tortelli, next room. Oh, he was too bad. He had to go. The next room is probably a gas chamber. Now, your mission briefs contain profiles of the extremists in your sectors. Know them before the next evaluation. So, they got their extremist list now. They're going to go out and interrogate these people that were in the room. Okay, so this one lady who really didn't say anything, she's looking at like the guy, the guy she's supposed to go visit right now. She's calling him. Hello, is this Roland McMahon? Yes, Roland. Who is this? This is Agent Danielle Robbins of the Department of Homeland Sorry, the, uh, just stop there. Let me get back to it. Okay, sorry, I totally lost everything. I had to reboot uh, the uh, system. So, I'm going to go ahead and start this again. 
operation that DHS is conducting, and I'm wondering if I can get some more information from you. Why does my gut tell me that I should just hang up right now? I understand. You know, the DHS is not exactly on my favorite list. I understand, and I'm on your side. Are you? Perfect. Sir, I've received orders to investigate alleged extremist activity in my sector. The DHS is planning to purge certain individuals in the near future, and I believe they're doing it illegally. You're on the list, and I want to get down to the bottom of this before it gets any worse. Let me buy you a beer somewhere so we can talk more about it. I'd like to hear your side of the story. Okay, but I don't think you're going to like where this is going. I already don't like where this is. That's why I'm calling. But I want to hear it directly from you. You know, I don't want to get involved. Rolly, I have an intel profile report on you a mile long. I know internet posts, phone conversations, bank transactions. They have you all figured out. So you're already involved. I don't want to find out if you are who they say you are. And if not, if it's not as advertised, well, Agent Danielle Robbins is going to be barking fire here at the office. All right, but when we meet, you come alone. Sure. Yeah, I was part of the 1st Tank Battalion. Abrams, who rolled into Baghdad, Iraq 2003. We were the first boots on the ground. So he's giving this Homeland Security agent his background. Uh, I didn't see much action until a couple weeks later, but yeah. Tell me more. They, they met at like a soccer field at night. I don't think we were in Iraq for weapons of mass destruction. I don't think we're in Afghanistan for terror. I don't think we went into Libya to free the people. And I don't think we're in Syria now helping anybody. And if we get into a war with Iran, I don't think it's going to end well for America. So, are you a Republican or a Democrat? And who did you vote for in the last election, if you don't mind me asking? Uh... Neither. I will not vote for the lesser of two evils, and I will not be part of their system. Whose system? The Federal Reserve system. The Federal Reserve is a private company who has the power to issue our own currency. They're the real power brokers, the real shadow government. The Congress and President can't even question them. The politicians are just puppets in this game. The politicians give us the illusion as if we're free. The Federal Reserve is printing $85 billion a month through quantitative easing and giving it to themselves. It is total counterfeit. I mean, look at the Boston bombing. Look at that happened on the same day that the gold and silver market crashed. And all the big banks swooped in to grab all the money while everyone was busy watching the news of the bombing. They swooped in and bought gold and silver by the ton. And the reason that they want me purged is because I don't buy their lies. Amen. The real power brokers. So that is that their plan? To get all the money? No, they are they already have money. They want control. They want to bring about a new one world government, a one world currency, and a one world religion. They want to control everything. 
Okay. Can you play this all out for me? Just play it all out. It's going to start with a bank holiday. That's where they shut down all the banks. It's going to come like on a Friday afternoon. They're going to say that there's some cyber attack. And then they'll reopen the banks after they've dealt with the cyber attack on Monday morning. In the meantime, martial law will begin. And they'll start purging all veterans, all gun owners, all Christians, or anyone that they see as a threat. This is when the red and blue list will be most likely enacted at that time. So, like he's saying here, you see a banking holiday on Friday... Um, that is the absolute total red uh, red light for you to, if you're going to, um, you know, if you have like a bug out location or an alternate place to go or these types of things, that's what you're going to want to really be on the lookout for most of all. Uh, you know, obviously do what the Lord Jesus Christ convicts you to do, but if you have a plan, that would be most likely when you'd want to implement it. The war is going to be bloody. They'll bring out the DHS, they'll bring out the FEMA youth soldiers, and then they're going to bring in foreign troops to help you. However, I doubt that they have briefed you that those foreign troops are going to turn on you. And then it's going to get real bloody. And in the end, the foreign troops is going to try to plunder the entire country. They've already been promised whatever they can plunder, they can have. Now, what they now, this is true, and we've been talking tons lately about these foreign troops spotted on our soil, the, the massive amount of Russians that are here, Chinese, these types of things, and um, they have been promised this, and they hate our guts anyway. So it's going to be no big deal for them to do the dirty work that he's talking about. You don't know is that the ruling elite are going to use robots to turn on them. And then when they're all now that that's speculation, I'm thinking that would be more in the future, unless they've got some kind of robot army we don't know about, which I guess they could. But that's speculation there on the robot end. And um, but basically, what he's saying is that you have the people that are in local law enforcement, and they've put in foreign observers and a lot of those. They will be the first ones probably to be purged. Along with the other people, the red and blue list, the constitutionalists, the pro-life, the pro-Christian, uh, returning veterans, these types. And then once that's done, they will probably then start working on the people in the more overtly wicked organizations like Homeland Security, uh, FEMA, and these types of things. If they're um, showing any type of... I don't even know if it would even matter. They might just purge them all. And then the foreign troops would be responsible for that. And then quite possibly, then the foreign troops would be annihilated as well. Uh, it's hard to say how far up the food chain they'll end up going, but these are some scenarios we're looking at. All dead, the ruling elite get it all, and anyone left is subject to the new world order. Oh, God. Yeah, we're going to need them. It's really good acting. Is there any hope... There is any hope. The American people have got to wake up. And the current police and military have got to stand down when they're given the order to fire upon Americans. Then they got to join the counter-revolution, us. But, but again, there's no mention of Jesus Christ turning to the Lord Jesus Christ, you know. Because that's the only real hope. 
Okay, the, the Bible predicts things are going to be moving in this direction. You know, th- there's there's no Bible for this not happening at this point. We've come so far. There's no Bible that I can see where things where you know patriotic individuals are going to help turn things around, particularly apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not going to happen on an individual level as part of the remnant of. Um, Christians, true born-again Bible-believing Christians, God can is perfectly capable of protecting us uh, from any wickedness that Satan would have planned. There will be many martyrs, bottom line. The Bible's very clear on that. But absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And that's why the Bible also says to pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth and to stand before the Son of Man. Jesus Christ said that in Matthew 24 about this exact time that we're moving into. So pray that you are counted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth and to stand before the Son of Man. And and um, it's also an honor to be a martyr as well, and that's not a pleasant thought for, for most people who, who, you know, it's not something that anybody's going to go out there and most likely try to pursue. But, again, absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord, and the, God can give you the grace and the courage to do whatever you're called upon to do in whatever situation that you might find yourself in. So let's go further. Who wants to return the United States of America back to a constitutional republic? That's not going to happen. And then together we can fight the technocratic tyranny. Not going to happen. They're still good people. We're going to need them. In a press statement from the chairman of the Federal Reserve, all banking activity will cease. So public. now it's happening. They've said all that stuff in this video up to this last the four minutes here, where now it's actually happening. Now we have the banking holiday. Now the, the, the boom is being lowered, and now things are being, um, the trigger's been pulled. 5 p.m. Eastern Time, Friday afternoon. All banks will be closed throughout the weekend. ATMs will be shut down, and all online financial transactions will be suspended. According to the Federal Reserve press statement, normal banking will resume at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday morning. In other news, at the military bases across the nation, troops are conducting emergency deployment readiness exercises in conjunction with the Department of Homeland Security and the other federal, state... So this is the cover that they're they're making radio now. Oh, we're, we're having these emergency deployment exercises. And what they are, are they're the pickup lists. <laughs> they're they're basically when they come to blow you away or take you away, and here we have a a white van with blacked out windows with FEMA guys in there going to this guy that you were just hearing him speak. They're going to his location to pick him up. And local law enforcement agencies. Today, the National Council of Churches has made an urgent plea with all Christians observe the scriptures and obey the federal government's order to turn in all firearms by Monday. Did you hear that? Now that is a huge, huge part of this. The National Council of Churches, Satan, okay, yoked up with the old 501c3 horde that's all going to be assimilated into the coming one world religion. They're going to be right on board with all this and the pastors are going to be some of the worst snitches and backstabbers that there are. These lukewarm pastors are going to do whatever they got to do to save their own skin. Most of them. I'm not saying all. Well, if they're lukewarm, I'd say all. But 
if there's any modicum of conscience in them and they really have any kind of love for their congregation, you know, obviously, hopefully they wouldn't do that. But they might have already been in, you know, uh, bed with the government for so long that this is just what they think is the right thing to do with the gross misinterpretation of Romans 13, which is the same uh, gross misinterpretation that Hitler told all his, quote, Christian pastors to preach, basically saying obey the government no matter what they say. Well, you don't obey the government if what they're telling you, you to do is contrary to the word of God. Now, I've done, actually, I, I really need to post those teachings here. When this is done, I'll, I'm going to post those links to those teachings so you can have that. But I've done teachings on all of this. Romans 13, um, unlimited subservience to the government, and then also how the 501c3 corporate church has yoked up with FEMA and Homeland Security and will be used as, most likely, these churches will be used as pickup centers, as forced inoculation centers. Now, this could go down in different ways. We could have a bioterror attack. We, that could be a bioterrorist attack. And they're like, okay, come to get your, your uh, mandatory vaccinations to uh, whatever. And it's mandatory. And come to your church. And, and the pastors have um, what they call these clergy response teams that we've re- reported on for years that are totally yoked up with FEMA and Homeland Security. But they're very secretive about it. And, um, but there's, there's literally thousands of preachers and pastors out there that are on and yoked up with Homeland Security and FEMA. They're going to be part of this whole scenario. So that's what's coming. Now I'm, I'm going, uh, I'm going to let this play out and then I'm going to post those links so you'll be able to find that on this teaching for the PDF for August 4th, 2013 at contendingfortruth.com. And all the PDFs are always, you know, and the teachings are all free, so you can avail yourself to that. It is the civic duty of all Christians to be an example to the nation as peaceful, obedient citizens who quickly become part of the solution and do not cling to the problem. This is the most disturbing weekend I have ever experienced in this country. So she texts the, 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 the good Homeland Security agent. She texts the guy that she met with in the park that we heard talking. She says they're coming. She must have got a memo that they were coming. And so now he's informed. He got it on his phone. Let's go to the phones. Larry, you're on the air. Jack, Jack, our pastor sold us out. What? I'm one of the deacons at our church. Okay, I hope you're hearing. He says, Jack, Jack, our pastor sold us out. I'm one of the deacons at our church. And I found out that our pastor was paid to snitch and turn a list of congregants. He was paid to turn over the list of congregants that are storing food and goods and probably would be pro-Second Amendment, probably would be a lot of other things, maybe against vaccinations. These guys are on their payroll, thousands of them. But they're not going to come out and announce that to the congregations. They're hirelings that have no true love for the sheep. But the true shepherd, the Bible says, will lay down his life for the sheep. These are wolves in sheep's clothing. Appearing as ministers of righteousness, but it's the angel, uh, Satan can appear as an angel of light. It's no marvel that his ministers can appear as ministers of righteousness. So this is this is the the current state of affairs in the the Laodicea and Revelation three lukewarm church, particularly of America. Who does he think he is? The DHS has been put on high alert in anticipation of imminent terrorist attacks from veterans. 
and is urgently requesting information of sightings of any suspicious activity, such as stockpiling or transporting in mass, food, water, guns, ammunition, fuel, or any indication of home fortification. Again. So, again, all of the things that you would expect a good um, pro-constitution, you know, pro-biblical, preparedness, prepper, veteran, in this particular situation, that will be criminalized and outlawed. You just need to be a good sheeple people that is going to just lay 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 down and, and depend on the government and turn anybody in that would be doing something so horrific as these uh, actions that the guy just said. So again, this is when you know the law of the land becomes absolute total wickedness, and that's the norm. If you see something suspicious, please contact the DHS immediately. A cash reward may be given. They're bringing down the hammer hard. This is when they will really demonize all of the, the groups that I just listed. That's when it will really happen. They will be blamed for this, probably for this banking house. They'll be blamed for the economic collapse. They'll be blamed for every evil you could imagine. And that's how they're going to justify going after them. And the, and the mass public is just going to, for the most part, sit back and be too afraid to do anything about it. Because collectively, our, 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 uh, the masses are gelded and, you know, they're going to do whatever Big Brother tells them to do. Folks, you must keep vigilant. Let's get back to the phones. Jody from Texas, you're on the air. He said they're coming, they're pulling people out of their houses, this is it, they're showing no mercy um, for these pickup teams. Here's the FEMA Youth Corps going into this guy's house, and he's already left. And the lady goes in behind them, and I guess the one little kid runs. And uh, this just in, the department. I think she killed the other two. I guess these Homeland Security youth brigades. Justice and Homeland Security are warning American citizens not to listen to or distribute online conspiracy theories that claim foreign nationals are helping with the execution of British U.S. citizens. Because that's the truth. They're going to not want the fact that they got foreign troops and FEMA youth brigades are going around as execution teams killing everybody or hauling them away and putting them on the FEMA trains with the, with the shackles and the guillotines and all that stuff that they've already got, taking them off into the you know 800-plus... FEMA camps they've already prepared with Bob Wire going in, camps that are already staffed, but nobody's in them. Documented this over and over again. So, you know, you'd be much better to die in your house as, as opposed to being taken to one of those camps where they have all manner of unbelievably horrific things planned for you. Okay? Now, again, yeah, I'm presenting worst-case scenario here. Okay? But remember... The Lord Jesus Christ, Father God, are on the throne. Okay, There's nothing that they can't protect you from. There's nothing that they can't get you through. So I don't want you to get your eyes off Jesus Christ, but I am also here as a watchman to tell you this is, you know, worst case scenario. This is most likely in part how it will go down. I think this video is a pretty accurate depiction of that. Distribution of such information will result in fines and further Department of Justice action. Okay, now what they're showing 
is the people that work for Department of Homeland Security are now they're being killed. Or this would also be local law enforcement. The foreign operatives are coming in and killing them now. So, because once they start putting two and two together, like, there's a high likelihood a lot of them will, will stop supporting this as well. When they actually see this full draconian agenda played out. Okay, now what we see, and I'm not sure, I, I'm, this is a little bit confusing, because one of the guys that was in the crowd that was actually um, yelling at the guy that spoke German, the, the Homeland Security guy, he comes back and he actually kills that guy. And I don't know whether he was like a double agent type of thing, acting like he was one of the good guys, when in fact he was actually one of the foreign operatives that is going to come in and actually take care of the other people. Now, he kills him. And so, again, this is purge. This isn't just the purge of the patriots or whatever community. This is the purge of of a lot of other different people as well. Satan has no allegiance. You know. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Okay, so that was it. Um, sorry, I haven't played a video that long in a long time, but I just felt like it covered so many different important subjects. that, um, And you can watch it. Uh, i give you the uh, link to that. Here we have the next report, Legislator to Tea Party, get your guns ready for economic collapse. Here we have Washington State Legislator. This just happened on uh, August 1st, just a few days ago. Washington State Legislator, Representative Matt Shea, Republican, says preparation is crucial to get ready for what he calls the, quote, inevitable collapse of the U.S. economy. Most likely that's going to happen again, as we just said, with a banking holiday like on a Friday, would be the most likely time it would happen. The self-reliance rally event at the Idaho State Park had several speakers encouraging attendees to prepare by gathering arms and ammunition and considering forming militias. This would be one of the first guys they would purge, this representative here, okay? I mean, unless he's actually a double agent acting like he's a good guy, collecting names, you know, which wouldn't surprise me one bit, okay? So it's, it's hard to know who to trust. It's why it's important to pray for discernment for, um, from the Lord so that you can actually discern, exercising your senses to discern both good and evil, as the Bible says. It's, that's so important right now, and I don't say that enough, that that is something we should be literally praying for all the time, is discernment, uh, because it's incredibly important in the, in the days and times we're moving into. So he goes on to say, when it happens, meaning the, the economic collapse, we need to look at this as an opportunity, not a crisis, Shea said. And then he said, whose job is liberty? That's our job, end of quote. Well, I mean, I love his idealism and everything. Hopefully he's sincere, but uh, I don't know how much of an opportunity it's going to be if it's, a, if, it, if it's a police state like this, like they're portraying, which most likely it will be. Uh, I think if you're prepared, and obviously if, if um, you're in a position where you've adequately prepared for this, yes, it could be an opportunity, but you'd have to be very careful who you trusted. Again, the whole discernment thing as well. So, then he goes on to say, Shay told the crowd to stock up on ammunition, stay in shape, practice shooting, learn self-defense and spe special tactics. He related a story from when he was in the military where a superior officer told him to remember an important lesson. He said, quote, be prepared at any given moment to give up your job and do what is right, he said. You have to stand up for what is right, even if it means you have to stand up to your government. 
uh, that was Shea's superior officer allegedly told him. Among his beliefs are that Obama is forming concentration camps, well the camp, concentration camps are being formed, but they've for the most part, already been built, and that the government was involved in both the Oklahoma City bombings and the 9-11 terrorist attacks. I'm really surprised this guy could have ever gotten to office if, if he's vocal about these things, but um, hey, you know. Here's the, the, the next thing. Um, survival Food Company, urgently contacted by FEMA, is a war or a disaster looming. This just came out two days ago, August 2nd. This is from Intel Hub. Uh, and it said, recently my friend Matt, now this is Shepard Embellus, whose friend is uh, Matt, he's the owner of MyPatriotSupply.com, he was contacted by the Federal Emergency Management Agency by way of email. These are the guys we just were talking about, you know, Satan incarnate, okay? So, he was contacted by them, leading off, leading on that something is ready to pop off. Matt immediately contacted me with this disturbing news. He even provided screenshots of the actual uh, email sent by a FEMA representative. The names and the revealing information have been blurred out. So here I have the screenshot of the of the letter on official FEMA letterhead here of the email, and um, you can look at it here. It's going to be on page probably three or four of the PDF. Matt wrote, here we are, August 2013, and FEMA once again is trying to buy up large stockpiles of our food. This isn't the first time they've done this in recent history, but they keep doing it. Uh, And he says, and they don't want anyone to know it. They want to take immediate delivery on all of this food. Friends, I've studied history. Now, this is the guy that owns my Patriot Supply. He says, friends, I've studied history, and that is what got me into preparedness in the first place. History has shown us time after time that those who depend on the government uh, to come to their aid during disaster are the ones waiting the longest for help. Well, I would present to you the worst-case scenario, which would be the, the people that go to the government for aid in what's coming will be the ones that are carted off to the concentration camps, and you'll never hear from them again. So... That's why they got those millions of FEMA coffins already that can fit three to four bodies per coffin that they've been spotted all over the United States. So, he says, uh, going further, I do not believe these critical emergency food supplies should be in the hands of the government. This is why I declined the opportunity to sell these to the Department of Homeland Security. And, well, good for him. Excellent. But let's not forget the most important part of this. Why the sudden sense of urgency? What do they know that we do not know? I'm not one to cry that the sky is falling, but when the DHS FEMA make a move to quietly buy up emergency food supplies and ask how much we can ship them within a 24-hour period, I think this is far enough the outside the realm of what is normal to beg some questions. Fortunately, I've been in the business long enough to predict what happens next. This could create a run on many of the core raw ingredients used by emergency food supply makers that will cause a ripple effect throughout the industry as supply chains become bottlenecked handling the FEMA DHS request. It's true. What is the government gearing up for? Maybe a major disaster or a war they know is coming. And then he gives the links to, uh, obviously, his company. And I, I put those in here. Um... Now, the FEMA letter, I'll just give you, it says, Matt, this is from FEMA, uh, I'm inquiring in regards to the following. Number one, this is what FEMA wants to know. Breakdown of the total possible servings available for immediate delivery. Um, then he goes into more specifics there. Number two, number of currently available meals you have. I mean, I think a lot of this is intel. They're wanting to gather intel on the guy, on these emergency food suppliers as well. 
Number three, can your current stock begin shipping in 24 hours? Number four, do you ship dedicated truckloads by pallet? If so, how many pallets per truck? Number five, at full capacity, assuming all resources are available, how many canned package servings per day can you provide within a 24-hour period? And then it says, please let me know when you have the opportunity. Thanks in advance, DHS, Federal Emergency Management. And it's the full. It doesn't give the name. They're all blurred out. But, um, yeah, so we got that, which kind of confirms what we just talked about. Now, I'm going to go ahead and shift gears here. I'm going to end part one here. And we're going to shift gears uh, into a different subject and go into part two. So God bless you, and we'll see you in part two.